Let's talk to one of the most feared linebackers to ever wear the U on his helmet, a former two-time national champion. I am your host, Alex Dono, University of Miami alum, longtime pre- and post-game host on the Miami Hurricanes radio network. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen each and every day. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts. And I have the honor of being joined by a two-time national champion. We've had national champions on this show before where we talked to former players on Friday. We haven't had a two-time champ on one of the nastiest linebackers. And he's such a nice guy. But on the field, nasty. Darren Smith, who won in 89 and 91 at the U, is with us. Darren, how are you, my friend? It's so great to catch up. Man, I'm doing great, Alex. Uh, thanks for the invite. Glad to be here, brother. It's so nice to have you. And and first and foremost, Darren, we're going to dive in to your time there, which was like right at the meaty part of the glory days. But what do you think about yeah. what's going on in Miami right now? Because we're seeing commitment to the athletic department, especially to the football program. We haven't seen in yeah. decades now. Cristobal arriving all these assistant coaches they've got now. I mean, what's your opinion on what's happening in Miami? Well, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much like everybody else right now. I'm pretty excited about what's going on, um, you know, from the top down, you know, from the athletic director, uh, you know, to the head coach, to this great staff that um, that Mario has assembled. So, and I think it's going to go all the way down to the talent and the players. It, you know, I think you, you see some guys who committed to this team um, – you know, this this last uh, recruiting uh, session based on, you know, their relationship with Mario. And, and he didn't even have a lot of time to really, you know, put that class together. So, you know, I'm looking forward to what he's going to do when he really have a lot of time to really recruit those guys, you know, for the years to come. And, you know, so I'm excited about what Mario is doing and um, I'm excited about the future for University of Miami. Yeah, and and Mar and, and you you cross paths with Mario. You, your careers intersected. Uh, what, what are your opinions on him and what he brings to the table as a coach? It, it intersected intersected all right. I mean, we actually came in freshmen together. We were in the same right. uh, freshman class, and so you know, it, you know how it is, Alex. When you come in t together, you know you kind of uh, bond a bond a, 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 a even deeper brotherhood. You know when when we were getting treated rough and bad by the upperclassmen, you know, as freshmen, we were hanging together, but, uh, so, you know, and, and even on the field, many times going against each other in practice, you know, that was, uh, that was real interesting. You know what I mean? So I, I know what type of guy that Mario is fiery guy, tough guy. Um, and I think he brings that to everything that he does. And so he's going to bring that to coaching as well. And so, and, you know, and a lot of times players feed off of their their head coach in particular, and they they develop the same personality of their head coach. So I'm looking for this team to be a really rough and rugged, uh, no nonsense, tough mentality type of team. You know, when, when you were at Miami and you did a lot of winning in your football career, whether it was at Miami or in Dallas, like I'm, I'm talking to a guy who knows what it means to win. And at the U, <laughs> we're like. 20 years removed from that right 15 yeah, 20 long. 15 years removed yeah. from even being in the conversation can right. miami get back into that national picture darren can miami put themselves in the conversation with the big boys but you know I'm, I'm i'm very hopeful that they can um i think 
with the right people in place, any any program can do it. And I, I think we're putting the right people in place uh, at Miami. Um, you know, when you look at, uh, as I mentioned before, having a, a athletic director who came from a program that was top notch while he was at Clemson, uh, seeing how Mario, you know, his experience as head coach starting from FIU, uh, where he rebuilt the program and uh, going to eventually going to Oregon, where he won some championships. Those are the type of things that we want here. And then surrounding himself with a coaching staff that, you know, some guys, some of these guys were head coaches and, and they're willing to come here to be a part of this program, to be a position coach. And so I can't help but get excited and think, you know, these these um, the people involved in this program right now have been there before. So it's not new to them. Uh, and so I think they know the formula of what they need to do. And so the, the, you know, I, I guess at the end of the day, is it going to, is the execution is, is that's going to be the situation. Can we execute the plan and get it done? And a big part of that is going to be getting players talent and developing those players. And so, and I think that's been the biggest issue for us the, the last 20 years, you know, um, not only uh, the coaches, but getting the right players and developing those players, um, and I think that's going to be the difference. You know, and, and obviously a big part of it is, and there's talent all over the country, but Miami, yes. Miami, Fort Lauderdale, richest recruiting ground in the entire country. And you can speak to this being a standout at Miami, Norland, local kid, decided to stay home at the crib and play at Miami. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what, what was your recruitment like? And, and you won a couple titles under Dennis Erickson and back at that point from Howard you know, really through like the first couple of years of Coker, Miami used to lock down all the top local talent. Was there ever a doubt in your mind when you were at Miami Norland? Did you know you wanted to be at the U? Well, you know, I I, um, I was a big Hurricane fan since I was probably 14 years old. When they won their first national championship uh, under Howard Schnellenberger, I was actually at that game when they played Nebraska and it was a big upset. And, and from that day on, man, I became a big Hurricane fan, and, and I always wanted to be a Hurricane. But, you know, it's interesting, man, during the recruiting process, because you, you got to look and see, okay, but is this the best fit for me? Of course, I wanted to be home. A big part of my desire to play for UN was to play here in front of my family, uh, that my mom could come to the Orange Bowl and see me play, or or my brothers and sisters can be there. And, uh, you know, and I really had that, that rooting section uh, but you know, for some guys, they don't feel they don't feel that same way. Some guys want to get away from home, unfortunately. But uh, uh, and, you know, I think I think it goes hand in hand with, with you know Jimmy Johnson when he recruited me. He made me feel like he really wanted me to be there. And uh, you know, for me, it came down to Miami and Florida State. That was, that was, that was the last two that I was looking at, um, and those were my last two visits. I visited Florida State. Then I visited Miami and, you know, I felt like I was wanted there and, you know, it's, it didn't hurt. Like you say, man, we used to get a lot of guys from Miami. So, you know, just, even like Randy Shannon went to my same high school. And so you see a guy like Randy Shannon, uh, University of Miami, Melvin Bratton, Brett Perriman, uh, you know, uh, Winston Moss, all those local guys who said uh, Toba Bain, you know, it's, it's so many names that I can name right now. Uh, and seeing all those guys who decided to stay at the crib, it motivated me, especially you go to on your recruiting trip, and those guys are the ones talking to you, man. You need to stay here. You need to. So you know, I was, I was, I was definitely wanting to be here, and I'm glad that I had the opportunity to do that. And so, um, 
I, and I think, you know, that's going to be a big plus for us because I think Mario is a seasoned recruiter. I think he really understands the recruiting game um, because, you know, when, when I came out, it was everybody didn't recruit us as hard. Now, I mean, Syracuse, uh, um, Alabama, I mean, all the way from, from, from every level is down here in South Florida recruiting kids. And so it's not as easy as it used to be as far as locking down the state of uh, the state of uh, Miami uh, just because, you know, with recruiting services now, kids are able to get out their own films with uh, with Huddle and uh, and guys are, are more than uh, willing to to leave South Florida now. So uh, the thing is, you got to make these kids feel special now and, and, and you got to recruit them hard and you got to develop those relationships a, a, a lot better than what they had to do with us in the past. You know, we, we went on tradition. Now, man, these kids, you know, they have a different priority is a different focus right now. So uh, some of them just, you know, they love the facilities. And so many teams are working hard, get great facilities or, or they like the uniforms. It's, it's just, it's, it's just weird nowadays, man, but you gotta, you gotta get these kids. Cause they, at the end of the day, it boils down to getting that talent. When we come back and we're joined here by university of Miami legend, the great Darren Smith, one of my favorite linebackers to ever suit up at the U I got to ask him a question about defensive fundamentals when we come back, plus a little bit more about his glory days at the U. But I want to remind you guys, we are brought to you by Built Bar. You know, for the last six months, I've been on my own personal journey, health and fitness renaissance. Built Bar has helped me so much because when you have a sweet tooth like me, uh, I get excited about candy bars. Well, Built Bar gives you the great taste of a candy bar and the nutrition that's going to take you to the next level, and it's not going to break your diet, guys. Have you tried their puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. A sweet tooth like mine, you know the difference. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. They've got the cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. That one's really good, guys. They're all good. These are going to be your new favorite. All built Bars, as I said, are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to BuiltBar.com. Sorry, that's Built.com. Go to Built.com. Scroll down to their macros chart. You're going to be blown away. They're all high-protein, low-calorie, high-fiber, low-carb. Most Built Bars contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, only 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. You can get great Built Bar flavors like mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and the one that I just had a couple of hours ago, white chocolate cookies and cream. They're all delicious. New flavors are coming all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It's going to be delicious, and it will be good for you because at Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, and then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. So go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We are talking with legendary University of Miami linebacker Darren Smith. Now, Darren, you said something earlier that got me thinking. Like, you talked about the staff that Cristobal is building, how you have, in some cases, coordinators and assistant coaches who have been head coaches at other places. And the first name that pops into my head is Charlie Strong, who's 
coaching the linebackers and you know a thing or two about linebackers so <laughs> what do you think about that hire because when i found out Car charlie strong is coming to coach the linebackers at miami it almost seemed too good to be true for me no man i, I was super excited you know i know uh you know uh charlie i know that charlie strong is a guy that knows what he's doing and he has a a, a great history of, of producing guys in the past and uh, we had an alumni um gathering recently before the spring game and I had an opportunity to kind of just talk with him and ask him about the linebacker position and some of the things that he was looking for and what does he expect because I, I'm currently I'm a uh, I'm also a um, coach at the at Chaminade Madonna High School in Hollywood Florida and so I'm always wanting to figure out how can I help these kids be better and I coach the linebackers and so I'm always trying to figure out what what is the thing that helps these kids what 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 our college is looking for. And so, you know, he was telling me some of those things. And so I was just like, wow, that's awesome. Mind blowing. Cool. And, you know, so if you could really tell that number one, he's old school, which I like, yeah. <laughs> but he also, he knows his stuff. I mean, he's uh, fundamental and technique and his sound. And, you know, um, you know, I'm a big believer in one of those things. You, you do the boring things over and over again, but those are the things that make you great at the end of the day. And so, you know, I'm just excited that those guys have a guy like Charlie Strong, you know, not knocking any of the other guys in the past. But I think this guy has a, a rich tradition of producing guys, especially when you, you look at the fact that last year he was in the NFL coaching linebackers. So I think he know he knows the things, a thing or two about uh, not only about linebacker, but complete defense. You know, he's he's been a guy that's that's uh, always stood out wherever he's gone as far as his defenses. So I'm excited about, you know, and I, I've been at practice as well. You know, and I watch them, and I watch how he works with them, and you know some of the stuff I'm gonna still use with my linebackers, but uh, <laughs> but I just love the way I see him work on the fundamentals and uh, the mental part of the game as well. So speaking on fundamentals, you know something last year, and you know I I watched Miami football with so much love, but something that drove me crazy last year were just the lack of fundamentals in tackling. Right. Miami yeah. led the country in missed tackling last year. And I, I love what you're saying about Charlie Strong working with the linebackers because the linebackers obviously are a part of that, a big part of it. And I also I, I was listening. I was listening to coach uh, Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator before the spring game. And he talked about how important it is to kind of make sure everybody knows how to take the proper angles, that that's like the most important fundamental in tackling so like how quickly can they fix that Darren because they were statistically I guess the worst tackling team in the in the major college football last year how much can they improve that just from one year to the next do you think uh, that can absolutely be improved uh quickly uh part of it is mentality uh another part of it is 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 want to but a big part of it is is uh practicing it um you know like you know I mentioned I had the conversation with with uh coach strong and I asked him about what are some of the things that he looks for when, when, you know, he's developing linebackers. And the number one thing he told me was tackling. You got to be able to tackle. That was the number one thing he told me, you know, you would expect him to say, well, the mentality, the mental part of it and all of that. He said tackling. So, you know, I know that's something that they take very serious. Um, and so, and I, I believe they're going to be much more improved this year because it's something that I see them work on when I go to practice I see them taking the time to work on practicing and uh, practicing tackling. And, you know, it's kind of a lost art. You know, everybody kind of uh, wants to go to the X's and O's. But like I say, you can't skip those fundamentals. And if you can't get a guy down, 
doesn't matter how fast you run or how strong you are. Um, you got to understand how to, how to get a guy down at the end of the day. So, um, and, and, you, and you saw it last year, man, a lot of big plays that occurred, even when guys were in a proper position, a lot of big plays happened just because of missed tackles and it was over and over and over again. So, you know, I'm looking forward to those guys really working on those fundamentals and being, being a much better tackling team in particular, the linebackers. Yeah, no doubt about that. And of course, we're talking with a legendary linebacker right here in Darren Smith. And, and Darren, you you were a part of so much winning at Miami. And, and that was, I mean, the years that you were there, that was really, that was the peak of Miami football. I know they had like another peak about a decade later, 2001, great three-year cycle, 2000, 2001, 2002. But really, I, I consider your era, late 80s into the early 90s, to really be the sweet spot. What are some of your best memories, whether it be games won or wow. experiences at Green Tree? Like what what sticks out to you, man? The first thing that comes to my mind is is running through that smoke for the very first time, man. It was, you know, like I, like I said earlier, you know, I was a big fan since I saw that 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 national championship game against Nebraska. And that smoke just I just daydreamed about that sometimes, you know. And so the first time that I ran through that smoke, it was like a dream come true. It was like I was out an out-of-body experience. And it just so happened to be against Florida State, and it was a night game. And I'm, and I know Alex, you're a historian, so you will remember. That's that was the year that you know Florida State made the videos, and they had all that unfinished business, and the T-shirts, and you know Deion Sanders, and all of those stuff. And and I think, and I think we beat them like 31 to nothing or something like that. And so that was the first time that I had the experience of coming out of that smoke and 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 beating a team like Florida State the way we beat them. And, you know, even though I didn't play a down, man, that was just one of the most awesome memories that I had at Miami. But and then uh, also, man, the, the the two national championships, man, they will always go down. And in particular, the second one against Nebraska, because it almost was like a, a replay of what I went through as a young kid. Now we're playing against Nebraska in the Orange Bowl for the yeah. national championship. And we were able to get that. And, you know, that was supposed to be the mighty Nebraska, uh, you know, number one offense and you know, unstoppable offense, but we were able to shut them out. I think we beat them 23 to nothing. And so, um, you know, it just, it just, for me, man, just winning those titles and being a part of those teams, those were the greatest memories ever. And they would, uh, you know, in the relationships that we developed with those guys and my teammates and to this day, man, is 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 one of the reasons why we always all come back. You know, if, you know, people say it's a, it's a Miami thing you wouldn't understand, but it, it truly is. It truly is. And I know a lot of guys uh, that I've met from other teams and other colleges, and they just – they even sense it. Like, man, you, you guys are different. And I'm like, you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's a difference at Miami. And so uh, just, just to develop – the relationships, man, I developed was another big part of what I remember about Miami being so special. You know, and I, I find you uh, yourself to be just a really positive influence. Uh, tell the people, and you met, you mentioned the coaching you're doing, which is awesome at Chaminade, but tell people you also do a lot of ministry with local teams. And, and yeah. that's, in fact, you know, I, I used to work with you. I used to work with you years ago doing radio, and I think every time I've bumped into you since, you, yeah. you're, you're somewhere doing ministry. I've seen you in the Dolphins locker room. I saw you at a, a Super Bowl press day a few years yeah. ago. You're doing so much <laughs> great work for the people out there. Let them know. Thanks, man, Alex. Well, you know, through that ministry, I'm able to work with uh, professional teams as well as college teams. You know, I was a chaplain for the Miami Dolphins for four seasons, and um, I'm also now a chaplain uh, 
with the with uh, the baseball team at Miami, uh, also chaplain for the baseball team at Ford Memorial University, and so it's just a a, a blessed opportunity, man, to give back to these athletes. As you can see, it's in, it's in the athlete athletic realm. So I'm able to do ministry, which I love, but also two athletes, which I love as well. Um, and, and I can really relate to those guys, whether college or pro. Um, and so those guys tend to trust me and we have pretty good relationships. And, um, you know, we're able to deal with issues in life uh, in, a, in a positive and spiritual way. And so it's just been a blessing for me to have the opportunity to to be able to work in this capacity as well as be a high school coach and just be able to give back, you know, the, all the blessings that I've been given. That's wonderful. Darren Smith, keep up the great work and take care of those beautiful kids of yours. And we'll talk again soon. You got it, Alex. Thank you, brother. What a great guy and awesome linebacker in his day. When we come back, we're going to talk about some very necessary upgrades, super necessary upgrades that are happening at the football facilities. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. The NFL draft is here and fans are dying to know who their team will take. Locked On and Odyssey present the ultimate NFL Mock Draft 2022. It's the biggest mock draft on the planet, featuring 70 Locked On local experts and Odyssey NFL insiders, including Michael Irvin and Jason LaConfora, over six episodes. The ultimate NFL Mock Draft is available now on the Locked On NFL podcast on Odyssey and wherever you get your podcasts. My friends, with the draft coming up, and college football season is going to be here before you know it, And yeah, you have basketball playoffs going on, hockey playoffs about to start. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. I rely on BetOnline to give me the edge for my wagers. Find out all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. My friends, you want to have that info on the trends, on the analytics that's going to help you come away with big W's. You need to use the resources at Bet Online. Trust me, it's going to make you better. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. It's been another awesome week here on Locked On Canes. So happy and proud to be your host and happy and proud to be a part of this network. The show is growing every single day, guys. I I see our interactions going up, download numbers going up. If you could do us a huge favor, wherever you get this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, if you can leave us a five-star rating and a nice review, that goes a long, long way, my friends, and hopefully we can keep going onwards and upwards as we gear up to fall camp starting in a few months. And I'm sure within the next couple of years, Miami Hurricanes will have even better facilities in and around Green Tree to get these guys up to par with the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Oregons of the world. Now, Miami has Clemson's former longtime athletic director, Dan Radakovich, spoke to the media this week. He's been a little over 100 days on the job at Miami. You can already see the ambition. And during Dan Radakovich's time at Clemson before becoming Miami's AD, he helped complete more than $200 million worth of facility construction and enhancements at Clemson University. And if you've seen the types of facilities that they have there for their football program and the rest of their athletics, uh, those are some of the best in the nation at Clemson. And a lot of that comes through just 
gifted fundraising, and that's something that Dan Radakovich is very good at. Miami has seen some big upgrades over the last decade, right? The Schwartz Center, which is the new main athletic building, started construction a little over 10 years ago. Uh, the new locker rooms, generous donation from Dwayne The Rock Johnson helped that happen. The Sofer family, uh, instrumental in the indoor practice facility. And Mark Richt, of course, he was the guy who got the ball rolling in the fundraising for that. So I give Mark Richt a ton of credit. But, you know, one thing about Miami's indoor practice facility, as nice as it may look, it's, it's an aesthetically pleasing facility. There's one kind of quirk about it in that it's not actually big enough to house a full 100-yard football field. So the space is so limited that there's only 70 yards of a 100-yard football field in it, and that, you know, it limits what you can actually simulate in there. Like, you can't simulate a full 100-yard field because they're 30 yards shy of that. And that's one of the goals. Uh, Dan Radakovich, in his talks with the media, he said, quote, that's part of the deep dive right now to make sure what would work, such as the expansion of the SOFR indoor practice facility to 100 yards and other important facility pieces we need for our football program and other programs. And uh, here's a little bit of a breakdown. This is a piece from 24-7 Sports Inside the U. Radakovich is confident that UM can find the space needed to expand the football facilities on campus. Quote, it's no secret that we don't have acres and acres of space here, so we have to be a little bit more judicious with our space and how we put it all together, which is why this facility deep dive may be more, extens more extended than other places where you can say we are going to put that over here and that over there. We have to be a little bit more conscious of space, but that doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination that we don't have the necessary space to do the things we need to happen to create a great environment for our football student-athletes and other student-athletes. It is just a matter of putting things together in the right way. The way that I look at it with the space at that part of campus, it's like a game of Jenga, right? Like you can expand potentially the football facility over to where the track stadium and soccer stadium is. But then obviously, if you extend football into that, you've got to find another spot to put the track stadium. Maybe you can move that over to where some of the intramural fields are. Because, yeah, there's there's not a lot of real estate there. Because, you know, you do, uh, at a certain point, you run into Mark Light Field, which obviously you're not moving that. That's the main men's baseball stadium. You're not doing anything there. Um, but maybe you can kind of move into that track field, put the track field somewhere else. You can't move anything across the street because across the street you have some private land and some campus housing over there. So, yeah, you have to be very creative about the way that you do this. But I think we've seen it over the years when it comes to building the indoor practice facility, building the Schwartz Center, which is on a very small footprint. There's always a way to get things done, but if you extend one thing, you have to move something else. I'm sure Radakovich and company can figure out how to do that. So a huge shout-out to everybody who has made Locked on Canes a part of your week. I uh, had a great time, as always. We're going to be loaded as usual next week. Darren Smith was awesome today. We're going to keep up with another Kane. We'll talk to another former Kane next Friday. And, guys, thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen every day. 
Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts.